Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of To The Point Podcast. We're here in another weekend. We are the divisional round of the NFL. Four games on tap starting tomorrow afternoon with Tennessee, Cincinnati, followed by San Francisco, Green Bay, and we'll get into Sunday's games. But before we get to that, I'll introduce uh, the guest as always. Is you hear him all the time on here talk about NFL and uh, March Madness, amongst uh, other things. But I wanted to ask Matt Wright, uh, does beating the Leafs for your Rangers, does that give you an extra bit of satisfaction or is that just one of 82? Uh, I slept like a baby Wednesday night. I slept like a baby. It's some nice, you know, it, when the Rangers are playing well, so it's in the Leafs, you know, the Leafs are a strong team league too. So it's people know I'm a Rangers fan. There's not too many Rangers fans around. So I was yeah. getting some sunset on Wednesday throughout the day, you know, big game tonight and I was throwing out a few to some Leafs fans, big game tonight. And it's funny that uh, Wednesday night after the game ended, I didn't get a single text from anyone. So the silence is all I need. Uh, right. The Rangers, they're playing good hockey. I think they're, you know, obviously I'm not, not going to talk too much hockey, but I think they're one piece away on the back end. I'd like to see one piece on the back end and I'd like to see one piece in the bottom six. Other than that, man, they're playing good hockey. So you could argue Shesterkin's the Hart Trophy winner this year. Like you can make the case for it. Mate Vesna, hopefully, I can't believe he's not in the All Star game. That's embarrassing. Yeah, ridiculous. But the Rangers are playing well. You're getting good offense from up and down the lineup, and I'm uh, I'm I'm not I'm optimistic. I'm not saying Stanley Cup final or anything, but they're definitely a playoff team, and they could go on a run. Yeah, they're a very good team, uh, and they're in the weaker of the two divisions. So that that benefits them as well. Obviously, the Metro, I'd rather play against Metro teams in the playoffs than you know, I'd rather play Washington or Pittsburgh than uh, Tampa or uh, uh, Florida, or even Toronto for that matter. I, I think uh, New York's in a good good spot. Um, we'll get to the games this weekend. We have to start, as you said, people know you're a Rangers fan. Uh, being on the podcast as often as you are, people know that you are a New England Patriots fan. And you've been pretty fortunate in your time here on planet earth writer that you haven't seen them lose too many games. And that's just, that's a fact. I mean, they, you, they won six, six Super Bowls with Tom Brady, his tenure, but I don't think we've ever seen a loss like we did last Saturday night where it was just a destruction from top to bottom from that Buffalo bills offense, even their defense where new England just couldn't get anything going were you surprised that the game was as lopsided as it was? Yes, I was. I was surprised. The one thing about playoff football and I mean, cliche, like you're trying to win every game, but technically you are trying to win every game in the sense. I mean that you get down a couple scores, you start trying things that you might not have tried. That's outside the game plan. Buffalo just took it to them the whole game. You saw what they did. They scored the first two drives that they didn't have a punt the whole game. They did yeah. not punt the ball. I think that's an NFL record, playoff record there. But Patriots defense couldn't stop them. Buffalo was able to run the ball, and they were able to throw the ball mid-12, 15-yard passes that were, you know, Josh Allen played a great game. Uh, obviously, the Patriots could have played better. I mean, they, I wouldn't say that it was – yes, it was embarrassing, but at the same time, I wouldn't say that they got – no, no, never mind. No, they got smoked. I, I can't, I can't try and, I can't try and, and say they didn't. Um, it was, it was hard to watch, but at the same time, let's remember that Buffalo Bills, a lot of people picked them to be in the Super Bowl at the start of the year. And not a lot of people picked 
the Patriots to be in the playoffs. I mean, I said the Patriots would be battling for a wild card spot. They got in. I think it's a, in hindsight, it's a productive season. I really do believe that. I think as a Patriots fan, you get kind of Super Bowl or bust. And that's not the case. I think at the start of the year, if you asked 100 Patriots fans, or if, let's say if you asked 100 NFL fans where you want to see your team in at, right. the, at the start of the year, if you said in the playoffs, most would be pretty happy with that, right? So as, as a fan, I'm disappointed with the outcome. I think this kind of comes back to about four weeks ago. They weren't playing their best football going into the playoffs. They, they lost some games going in, which, you know, I'd argue playing Buffalo is one of the best teams could easily be in the, uh, I think the winner between Buffalo and KC this weekend is going to be in the Super Bowl. So all in all, disappointing, yes. Embarrassing a little bit, yes. But in the overall pitcher productive season, po- more positives than negatives for the Patriots. Yeah, I agree. And speaking as an NFL fan, I, I couldn't agree more. I, I think it was a productive year. Uh, they obviously spent the most money in free agency, uh, getting guys like Hunter Henry. And some of them worked out really well. Matt Judon, he had a good first half. He really quieted down as the year went on. Um, I, I, Hunter Henry, I think had a great year. Johnny Smith. I don't, he really didn't splash much, but got Adrian Phillips on defense was a great player for them. He, he, they re-signed him and Mac, Mac Jones took some steps. I do think they're, he needs to improve, and I don't know if this is something you can improve, Ryder, but his arm strength needs to improve. I think that's something you look at him. He doesn't have an arm that's threatening, but if they could build a defense around him and some, and give him some better weapons too, I, I think it's still Bill Belichick's biggest flaw as a talent evaluator, as a general manager. He stinks at bringing in wide receivers. Aguilar, I mean, Kendrick Bourne was good but they still don't have that guy that you really scream and go, okay, he's a number one target for us. And I think that's something they should be looking at in the draft and also in free agency. Well, and as you know, too, that having that number one threat opens up other players. And I would argue that Dallas didn't take advantage of having one-on-one coverage with CD lamb on in their game against San Francisco. But Matt Jones, he's 23 years old. Okay. He's not, 27 28 he's gonna get stronger yes his arm strength has to get better he he can't throw over 20 yards so he's got to get better in the sense of throwing downfield but at the same time did we what did we expect at the start of the year for mac jones okay if you look at all the rookie quarterbacks that were drafted last year would you take mac jones over the rest of them i would so looking at that i'm happy with how mac jones did this year yes he's got to have to get better all right. He's a rookie. And I know you can say, oh, Joe Burrow's only been in the league for two years. Right. So it was a progression for, for Mac Jones from the start of the year to the end of the year. He wasn't even the starter at the start of the year. Let's not forget right. that. Cam Newton was the starting quarterback at the start of the year. Mac Jones wasn't even supposed to be the starter this year. He got forced into that role from good play by him and arguably not so good play by Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. But to me, Mac Jones is going to get better. He's only 23. He's going to have to get in the gym, get stronger, get get faster. His decision-making is pretty good. Okay. So, and that's one thing as a quarterback, I like having someone who makes good decisions and some quarterbacks have all the tools, but no toolbox. And they can make you, there's a lot of them you can argue in the league that aren't in the league anymore for having those, you know, five, five tools, but no, no toolbox. Mac Jones has the toolbox. He needs to get better tools. And that's something you can prove on being in the gym. Um, 
don't want to compare him to Tom Brady. That's not what I'm doing, but I don't think Tom Brady ran the fastest 40 yard dash in his, uh, his no. trial. We've all seen the video, right? So yeah. the Patriots haven't had a deep threat since Randy Moss, in my opinion, a literally number one threatening deep threat. That's something they definitely should look at, look at. And if you're a free agent, I think you like what the Patriots have done. So it's the new England's become a spot where now I think you still go. If you're, you're a free agent, and you're looking at opportunities. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I don't, they have a good team. They're coming off a trip to the playoffs, like you just mentioned. I think Allen Robinson is a good receiver. I think he's a guy that they should look at. I, I think he's a lot better than his stats would say this year. I mean, the the Bears played three quarterbacks, Matt, I mean, Matt Nagy, a.k.a. Matt Gase. I mean, who the hell knows what's going on there in Chicago? I, I think he'd be a good ad for the Patriots. And like you said, Mac needs to get better, of course. He needs to make improvements, but – also in the game, I mean, maybe the game switches if Micah Hyde doesn't make it. I mean, that was, that was just a better play. Micah Hyde made a fantastic – that interception, not many players can make that play. I mean, he stole one. He was Spider-Man. You know, he flies in and takes one away from that. Otherwise, that's a dime. That's a, that's a touchdown pass. But um, when it comes to the Patriots in the division, I mean, you look Miami – there's some uncertainty there. They got to hire a new head coach. Uh, Tua, I'd rather have Mac. I'm sure you'd agree with me. Buffalo is still going to be very good. And the, and the Jets are the Jets. So I think you're in a position where you get, you got to hope you can beat Miami. I mean, they went 0-2 against Miami this year, which was disappointing. Yeah. But if you can get three out of four wins against uh, Jets, Miami, maybe a split with Buffalo. I mean, there's four or five wins right there. You're in a good spot to make the playoffs again next season. 100%. And like you said, going back to the high play, that's something as a coach, you have to, I have kids all the time, you know, you're, you're always trying to correct, you're always trying to put in place, you know, the proper in hockey, you know, stopping someone on a power play, for instance, let's take that. But sometimes okay. you just got to tip your cap to someone making a good play. Right. When a kid comes back, says, coach, I did everything I could. He just made a good play. You've got to tip your cap, say, nice play. You know, it's, yeah. it's, you always want to be trying to correct, but sometimes you just got to say, well, nice play, but the Patriots defense was not good enough at all. I think they couldn't stop. Well, they couldn't stop them all game. They never punted. So that's something to look at all in all. I'm happy with it. I, I think going into the draft, I think you got to look wide receiver potentially. There are some real good ones. I would love Chris Olave out of Ohio State. I don't think he drops that far. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if he's there, but looking at the boards, they had him mid first round. And if he gets to mid first round, if you if he's there, I think you have to take him. I know we do a draft preview show, but to me, if, if Chris Olave's there at you know 14, mm -hmm. 15, or 16, wherever the pick is, you got to take him there. Um, there's some good wide receivers. I think you look receiver. Uh, but like I said, back to it all in all as a Patriots fan, disappointed with the result, happy with the season and, and more pros than cons. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And uh, I'm right with it. I take Chris Olave too. I like him a little bit more than Garrett Wilson. I, I, uh, I think they're both good, but I, I really like Olave and he'd be, he'd be fun to have it in, uh, in new England with you know, Kendrick Bourne had a really good year. Uh, Aguilar, you can let him go. Uh, but like you said, they, they got some good pieces. They just, they need that kind of game breaker. And I think Olave has got that potential. We're talking about Buffalo. I mean, obviously I think Josh Allen had the, his best game as a pro. 
I, I don't know. He had a 95 QBR. I don't know how it wasn't a hundred. I don't know. I don't think he made a mistake in the game writer. Like I, I, I don't know what he did wrong to not get in a hundred, but that, that was a hundred QBR game to me. Um, they have Kansas city this weekend. They go to Kansas city. They lost there in the AFC championship game last season, but it's very different. Buffalo beat up on Kansas city earlier in the season, but Casey's gone. They battled back Mahomes threw five touchdowns last week. If you could have one quarterback for the game this weekend, Mahomes or Josh Allen, who are you taking? Mahomes' brother. No, I'm kidding. Jackson. I'm kidding. Jackson. Oh, no. <laughs> I, am, I, I think I'm going to take Patrick Mahomes just for the reason that he, he's been there a little bit more. I, I do like experience. Mm-hmm. And the game is in Kansas City. Right. That, that's something that you can't not look at. But, man, Josh Allen's good, too. Like, I mean, you're, you're, you're asking to pick between two of the top three or four quarterbacks in the league. Yeah. I'd argue the two best quarterbacks in the AFC. No I think, I think I'm I, – I still think I'm going to take Mahomes in this situation. But I – I think I like Buffalo's team a little better than Kansas City. So I, I think that's why I have to take Mahomes because I think Mahomes has to play better than Josh Allen for them to win. Right. I agree with you. Uh, because, yeah, I mean, Josh Allen, I mean, if he plays like he did last week, they're going to win. But I, I, I look at their defense. I think Buffalo's defense is better. I think they have a better offensive line. If you can believe it, me and you have both talked about this. Buffalo has figured out how to run the ball. I mean, it took them a year and a half. And, but, you know, kudos to them. They finally figured it out that they can run the football other than with Josh Allen because they just didn't do it. But, you know, they run Singletary's running the ball well. Um, and Kansas City is built like a team – that's uh, a modern day team writer. Their defense is not, doesn't have huge players. You know, there's team like San Francisco is a big bulky physical team and they rough you up. I look at Kansas city. They're more, you know, they're very skilled. They're kind of lean and, and less so mean where there's very few guys in that defense that are going to want to take on Josh Allen head on. And I, him running the football could be a big X factor in this game because we saw him against New England, third and threes, third and four. It's basically a design QB run, and he's picking up five, six yards of carry every clip. Yeah, it's I, – I am leaning Buffalo in the game. I am. I, like I said, I think, I think Mahomes has to be better than Allen for K, KC to win. This is, to me, talk about – game of the year Mm -hmm. Uh, I I really believe whoever wins this game is gonna be the team representing the AFC in the Super Bowl like I'll mark my words on that right now I I believe that's the case I I I don't see Tennessee or Cincinnati beating Buffalo or KC right special unless Tennessee gets gets Buffalo in no, I, I don't. I don't see. I don't see Tennessee or Cincinnati. I mean, Tennessee is looking like they're going to get Henry back. Who yeah, knows? He's where he's to at, play today. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Who knows where he's at though? Um, I think he's still going to be a beast out there. But I, 
like, I like the winner of Kansas City and Buffalo making it to, to the Super Bowl, even though, I mean, if Cincinnati makes it, that's awesome. I mean, I'm a big fan of what they're doing down there too. But back to the quarterback thing, if I had to pick one, I think I'm still taking Mahomes. That being said, I think Buffalo finds a way to win the football game. Yeah, I would still take Mahomes as well because he's just more consistent than Josh. I mean, Josh, like I said, if you can play like you did last week, they're going to win. And they'll win by more than a touchdown. They'll win by whatever more than the spread. I guarantee you that. Uh, but, yeah, I if Buffalo loses this game to me, Ryder, it's a really big disappointment for them because Mahomes is elite. Kelsey is great. So is Tyreek Hill. But – Allen, you got your running game is going well. You got Emmanuel Sanders, Stefan Diggs. Dawson Knox is a stud at tight end. I, I love him. And you have a way better defense. I mean, Micah Hyde makes plays. Jordan Poyer is a, is a baller. You got a pretty good pass rush. You know, they affected Mac Jones the other night. I think this would be a big disappointment because just looking at the two teams, other than coaches. I think Andy Reid is, is a better coach than Sean McDermott, even though Sean McDermott's no slouch. I think this would be a, a big slap because they lost last year in a game they should have lost. KC was better than Buffalo last year, and especially you know them being so green in the playoffs. But coming off that experience, I think Buffalo should find a way to win this game, and I'm leaning towards you. I think Buffalo will win this game. Yeah, and, and actually on that spread, you were talking about cover the spread. Buffalo is plus two and a half on that game. So, so KC is basically a pick favorite. Yeah, but they're giving Buffalo two and a half points. So for me, I'm hammering Buffalo plus two and a half. Um, like they're saying KC's a little bit, little bit of a favorite, I think just because they're home. That's basically right. a pick them just because they're just because they're on the home field. But yeah, like you're like you said, at some point you can't make excuses that other teams are better than you. You have to show that you're deserving to be there and why, why you should be in the Super Bowl. Like right. this is the year. This is the year that Buffalo has to go out and prove that they're a powerhouse and prove that they deserve to be there. Because I think they do, and obviously you think they do too, Jug. But yeah. we're gonna find out Sunday. Yeah, and if they win, if they like you said, this would be slaying Goliath. I mean, Casey's been in the last two Super Bowls for the AFC. Tennessee, if you play Tennessee or Cincinnati, I don't think you fear either one. Buffalo lost against Tennessee, and they got stopped at that goal line, if you can remember, on, on a Monday night. That was a last-second play. And Cincinnati's just so green, but they don't seem to fear anybody. Um, looking at it from the KC point of view, if they lose this game, do you worry about them going forward as a team? Like, you know, the AFC West keeps getting better. Herbert and the Chargers – your Raiders uh, made the playoffs this year. Maybe the Broncos can load up and go get a veteran quarterback. It might be more of a crowded division than in the past couple of years. Right. And just because I was on the Raiders this year, doesn't mean I'm on the Raiders next year. All right. Let's get that. <laughs> we'll talk very, about that. Yeah. Let's get that very, very clear here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I like what the Raiders were doing. I liked them for the odds they were this year. Right. That does not mean I'm going and painting my face and different colors and putting on big Raiders gear and right. going front row Raider nation. That's not what I'm saying. You're not joining nice cube. Well, yeah. All I can say is that, like you said, that division's getting tougher. It's something you have to consider. And 
yes, you want teams to be dynasties, but to be, you don't see too many dynasties, right? No, like, no. You know, you, you, maybe you want that, but if you're, if you're KC, you got to look around and say the leagues, you know, our division's getting stronger. We have to do a better job of drafting now. I think that's something you have to look. We have to do a better job of drafting. We have to bring in free agents. When's the last time they brought in a free agent? Yeah, it perplexes me. I can't, not a big one anyway. Not, not right. an impactful they one. In, they haven't brought in for a team that's won Super Bowls or won a Super Bowl and been there, you know, the year. They haven't brought in free agents. So maybe that's an area you have to look at. Not saying yeah. Kansas City is the sexiest place in the United States. I've never got been Mahomes. Yeah, maybe it's a great, you have Mahomes. You have arguably the best player in the league arguably the best player, not saying the best player, arguably you need to find a way to bring pieces in and you have to, you have to draft better as well. So I think now if they lose this game, they have to find a way to be better at managing the football team to put better players on the field for them to, to, to win. Right. No, I, I agree. And I think they're, they're different from this team, but they're also similar. I don't think the Pittsburgh Steelers are, is a sexy destination. Like, do people really clamor to live in Pittsburgh? But forever, free agents came, and they got good players. And you have Andy Reid. You have Patrick Mahomes. Well, in Pittsburgh, you had Big Ben. People might not like him, whatever. Really good quarterback. And Mike Tomlin. You, ha you have a quarterback and head coach that are two of the most respected players in the league. And to your point, maybe they'll win this Sunday and it's a moot point and they'll win their second Super Bowl in three years and then that's a whole other conversation. But, I think we're, you know, we both had this conversation. I would, I don't bet, but I would take Buffalo. I'd take the points. Buffalo, I'll, 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 take, I'll take Buffalo two and a half and see what happens because I, this team just, they're the same as Tampa. I think, you know, Tampa brought back the same group. And I think Tampa has a much better chance of getting to a Super Bowl and winning it than Kansas City does this year. Yeah, and that's with guys banged up in Tampa Bay and yeah. the other guy just saying, I'm out, I'm out, yeah. I'm going, you know. I'm, I'm going to the Nets game, I'm yeah. out. So, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I know we're going to get into it, but Tampa Bay, they're, they're, that's another, to me, that's the game – there's two games of the week. I mean, that's what you want, I guess, in playoff football is, is good football. But you're, you got to look at that Rams-Tampa Bay game as, as definitely the NFC game to be watching. Right. Yeah. Um, I got a little breaking news here. Uh, this is kind of a – I don't know if it's fun news, but it's interesting. Uh, the Carolina Panthers have hired a new offensive coordinator. And if you recall, they fired Joe Brady a few weeks ago. He worked at LSU. Any guesses to who they might have hired as their offensive coordinator? And I'll give you a hint. He was a head coach in the last three years in the NFL. For a, prominent, for a prominent organization. Last three years. I am going to go with, oh, man, don't. I'm going to go with. NFC team. Jason Garrett. Good guess. He was a coach of that team. I'm out. Ben McAdoo. Ben McAdoo. Okay. Yeah. Ben McAdoo is taking over with Matt Rule, uh, who I didn't realize he got a seven-year deal, Ryder. He got no. a seven-year deal. Wow. I didn't realize that either. And, and I mean, I don't know where that organization's at right now. Like, what are they going to do quarterback-wise? They're, they're, they're kind of all over the place. There's yeah. a team that really, 
there is a team in Carolina that's really fallen off where they were four, five, six years ago. Yeah, they, I don't, now that you hear that Miami might be owed on Deshaun Watson, I'm sure they love to have him come in, but I don't know if Ben McAdoo is the sexiest selling point to say, hey, come run my offense. But um, yeah, they, they had Newton forever and they were so stable with Ron Rivera and, you know, really good defensive teams, but yeah, now they're just like another, they're an afterthought. I mean, the fact that new Orleans had a better record than Carolina this year is really quite staggering with the, all the quarterbacks they had and Atlanta even had a better record and Atlanta stinks. <laughs> Atlanta stinks. Yeah. Well, there's the division you like Tampa Bay talk about winning a division every year for the next four, three or four years. It's even the, if it's the AFC East 2.0. Oh man, what a joke that is. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're if you're if you're Tampa Bay, you got to be laughing, especially if you keep Brady around at for the next couple of years. Yeah. You're laughing at that division. Yeah, you got no nothing, nothing to fear there in in the short term at least. Um, let's get to Brady, your guy. Um, no problem with the Eagles last week, brush them aside. Um they, they, uh, but they did get some injuries. Tristan Worse was hurt. Their right tackle, a great right tackle, all pro right tackle on the fifth snap of the game. He uh, does, unknown if he's going to play. It doesn't look like he's going to. Hasn't practiced yet this week. Ryan Jensen's beat up their center, who's also an all pro. Um, but they got the Rams coming in, and the Rams just dismantled Arizona on Monday night and really a, just a, a game that came out of nowhere for me. We talked about it before we went live, just how terrible Arizona looked in that game. But do you see the Rams being the biggest threat to the Bucks in the NFC? Yes, I do. Um, and and the re- is, is worse out for sure for this weekend? No, he's not been ruled out yet. Nothing official. Because that's a big loss. That's yeah. If you watch the one thing that Philly did, and, and I think that was the easiest bet of the week, Tampa Bay minus seven. What did that that line should have been minus twelve or thirteen? Because there's no business, there's no reason I'd think that Tam, that Tampa Bay shouldn't have won that game by two or three touchdowns, which they did. But I mean, I think it's the only bet I hit all weekend. I was ice cold. But yeah. in saying that, you look at what Philly did, they were able to get to Brady. The second half of the game, they yeah. they sacked Brady five, six times that game. Um, now, moving forward to this week, I think the Rams are, because the Rams have been going in playing arguably the best football out of any team in the league. And they really did take it to – and Stafford kind of shut up some haters, really, some yeah. doubters. And, and, you know, not saying – you know, that yes – Tampa Bay took care of business, but they didn't look amazing. No. And they, they are beat up. They have some injuries. And I like the Rams as a team. I like their, I think their defense is good. I think their special teams is strong. I think they have a good offense. They're a good football team. So, and we've talked about it. You've asked me, you know, two or three times this year of, of who I think the best team in the NFC is. And every time I said, well, I think you got to say the Cardinals because of the record, but I like the Rams. So mm-hmm. I can't really go back on what I'm saying here and saying that, oh, this is an easy game for, for uh, Tampa Bay because it isn't. I think the Rams, I think the Rams are going to give them the best, the best go. And I think, I think the Packers may be the best team, but I think Tampa Bay beats the Packers. I mean, they did it last year yeah. in Green Bay. They went to Green Bay and beat the Packers. So 
to me, the Rams is, are more scary than the Packers. Yeah, I totally agree. I said that earlier in the week on the podcast. I think if Tampa and Green Bay both win this weekend, you know, both win respectively, I think Tampa wins next weekend. And I, the Rams have, like you said, they can rush the passer and they got that freight train number 99. But the way Von Miller played Monday night, this is why you acquire him because he doesn't have to be an all pro for the whole season, but in the playoffs, can you show up and you can, can you make a big play? He had six tackles on Monday night, including two for a loss and a sack. And you got Leonard Floyd, Jalen Ramsey, I think is going to be on Mike Evans the whole game. He should be anyway. That should be man-to-man coverage the whole game. There should never be a time it's not Jalen Ramsey. I don't care. Gronk, put him in the middle. You know, let other guys take – because other than Gronk and Mike Evans, Ryder, who do you fear? Cameron Bright's good, but – O.J. Howard, but they're not going to burn you down the field. Neither uh, Howard can't catch a ball. He right, cannot catch a ball. He they had three or four drops between him and Brady last week. Like yeah. Brady was getting pissed about the drops on third down. Yeah, like, other than Mike Evans, like you said, there there's not many threats, and Gronk would be their second biggest threat. But you're not throwing Gronk down the field. Other than Mike Evans, man, that that second wide receiver spot scares me. Yeah, well, I mean, their next probably best targets are their, are their backs. I mean, mm. Brady will throw it to Gio Bernard if he's playing five, six times to, uh, yeah. Sunday. You know that'll happen. because he, he And if Leonard Fournette plays, he's another iffy guy. He's banged up. He'll, he'll catch the ball as well. But also, I think with the Rams is they can run the football now. Cam Akers, Sony Michelle, Tampa's very good at stopping the run. Third best team in the NFL at stopping the run. But the key for the Rams is don't stop running the football because Stafford throwing 40 times on Sunday afternoon is not the key to winning. You need some balance. It can't all be about him. And I think use your backs. You got Cooper cup. Higby is a, I love, he keeps getting better week by week. OBJ has fit in like a glove in, in LA. And I, I just think it's a, a bad matchup for LA. I mean, if L, this is like the saints game, right? They got by the saints by their last year and it was very very nip and tuck but they escaped that game and they went on to win the next two and they weren't as difficult i think if they can beat the rams i think the bucks will repeat as super bowl champions but this is this is the game that will be the most difficult for them to get by right and the one thing about the buck or about sorry about the rams and and this is this is something i think it's not talked about enough is on their team they have a lot of superstars Yes. Right. Like, you know, the, the, the talk is a lot about Matthew Stafford, but think there was one, there, a couple of years ago, Jalen Ramsey was probably the most talked about player in the league. OBJ right. was probably three or four years ago, the most talked about player in the league. Five or six years ago, Von Miller was probably the most talked about player in the league. They have a lot of guys that you don't even, how many times has Jalen Ramsey's name come up? You don't really hardly, hardly ever. About him that yeah. But he's not saying he's not still a superstar on that team. Like they got a lot of players who were superstars on the teams they were on. And now they're not asked to be in the limelight in that same extent. They can just grab a seat on the bus. And that's sometimes that's what players like is just, again, Kenny Malkin is a great example with Pittsburgh. Right. Phil Kessel, Phil Kessel in Toronto. You know, you're, you, all the lights on you. You go to Pittsburgh, you're just another guy there. You're, don't get me wrong. You're a great player. You're still going to put up great numbers. But the, the limelight isn't on you as much. And that's what the Rams have. They have a lot of great superstars on that team. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's loaded w- with players. And 
who for the if the Bucks are gonna win, other than Brady, who do you think's gonna be a big X factor? Is it more likely gonna be a defensive player? I think it's gonna be a defense. No, uh, no, I think it's gonna be the offensive line. Okay, is where I'm going with this, and the protection. reason that is protection. I think they didn't give Brady enough protection. And I think without the protection, they weren't able to run the ball very well. Mm -hmm. I think the offensive line is going to be key because that offensive line is going to have some pressure coming on them with Von Miller and, and, mm -hmm. and Aaron Donald. I think offensive line for Tampa Bay, if they outplay the defensive line and the linebacking core for the Rams, I think Tampa wins the game. Yeah, that's, that's a good point uh, because it, Brady gets the ball out quick, but you know, even sometimes against the Eagles, he got it out quick. It was, he was still on the ground before he could get it out because they were, the offensive line was that poor, but it'll be interesting how they choose to defend Aaron Donald with one. If they line up on the same side, cause that's when it gets really tricky. Um, one guy for me who I thought played really well last weekend for the Bucs, I'll say, uh, I thought Shaq Barrett had a really great game. He kind of rebounded. He had a beautiful interception. Um, and also, he, he's had an injury-plagued year, but I thought he played fantastic. Antoine Winfield Jr. in the middle. Uh, he, Him and Whitehead were just flying to the football. And I think Tampa's defense, it was the key to them winning the Super Bowl last year. Brady was secondary. I think if they can continue to mesh, continue to play, it can relieve some pressure. And I, I, I'm with you 100% on the O-line, but it can relieve some pressure. And if there's three and outs, if there's no touchdown drives, and Tampa is not under, you know, uh, Mac Jones type pressure Saturday night to put up a touchdown on every drive and have to throw the ball, you know, play in, play out. What do you think the score is going to be in this game? Like, you think it's going to be high scoring, low scoring? Where do you, where do you see this game going? I think like right in the middle, maybe like a 30 to 20, 30 to 27. I think it's going to be close, um, but it could, I just, I think both defenses are really good you know, when they, when they want to be, and the Bucks hasn't been great all year, uh, you know, in totality, but they played pretty well last week and uh, LA is, I mean, they just dominated against Arizona. I think like, you know, right in the middle, right. Or maybe 27, 24, 30 to 27, right around there. How about you? Yeah. I think that's a pretty fair assessment. I think, I think both teams are good enough to score. I don't think they're going to score every drive. Cause I, like you said, there's some, they're both good defenses. And honestly, I think a big defensive play could change things. Like we always talk about a big interception. What we yeah. saw last weekend, a lot of was big special teams plays. Yeah. Guys can't kick the football, man. What are they doing? Like what are, what are punt returners and kick returners doing out there? Like, I think I saw two or three key drops last weekend. Like, like there if was Philly, if Philly doesn't botch that one, it could it would have became interesting. The game would have yeah. been closer for sure. Jalen Rager, oh, that was, you know, that was a turn, complete turn, not saying turning point, but in the sense of it that that just alleviated any hope at all yes. of, of Philly coming back from that game. But I, I like, I, I still think I gotta say, I really do believe Tom Brady finds a way to pull it out. Yeah. But I think the Rams, and if they do, if they pull it out, like I said, I think they go to the Super Bowl. And you said the same thing. So we'll yeah. see. I, awesome game. I can't wait. I, lo I like the Rams. I love watching the Rams all year. And as a Brady fan, I want to see him, you know, one more. Why not? Yeah. I, I said the Bucs would repeat for the year, so I can't get off that. Like, I'd be a 
hypocrite, but I, I think this, like we both agree, the Rams are the, the team that if they're going to, if the if Brady's going to lose, it's going to be the Rams. It's not the Packers or the 49ers. Let's talk about the Cardinals for a quick minute. Uh, Monday night, that I mean, Philly was pretty pathetic. I think Arizona is by far the most pathetic performance this past weekend. I mean, other than the Cowboys clock management uh, issues, but Kyler and Cliff Kingsbury just look like unprepared, like they weren't ready for the moment. Uh, and you know, Kyler did his best Carson Wentz impersonation when he threw that little two-yard pass in the end zone that became a pick six. What do you make of, of Arizona and kind of, you know, how they went 7-0 and and then you just fell so hard in the second half of the season? You see a – sometimes, it's like in the NHL, a good goalie can hide a bad team. And I'm mm. not saying Arizona's a bad team, far from it. But I think the success of Kyler Murray early in the year hit a lot of the problems for Arizona. And – you saw that in the last, what they finished the year at three, like one and four, their last five yeah. games. Yeah. They beat the Cowboys. That was it. They didn't play good football going in. And you could argue the Patriots didn't either. And it shows that you have, you want to be playing good football going into, into playoffs. But they looked, un, like you said, they looked unprepared. They looked like they, they didn't, they looked like they didn't have a game plan in place and they were just going to kind of wing it. It just, the throws weren't even close to receivers. It's not like no. defense. It's not like the, de, it's not like the D was making great plays, a like great block, like great plays from the cornerbacks or safeties. The throws weren't even close to guys. So there was obviously miscommunications going on there. And yeah, yes, I think it's way more on the offense than the defense. Like the defense yes. did look great, but the offense couldn't do anything. Like the defense was on the field the whole first half of the game. Like, I don't like it was three and out, three and out, three and out. Like Seven of the first eight drives were three and outs. Like that's not a playoff team. And that's the, the fact that you, and like we said, I think, I think what I'm going with is I think Kyler Murray, his skill, they relied on Kyler Murray's skill to get them through football games. And arguably, I think this one falls on Cliff Kingsbury. I really do. I think they were, I don't think they were pre prepared at all. No. And he made no adjustments. He didn't no. run the football. He didn't change the blocking scheme. He and Kyler uses his legs. He didn't run. He he dropped back on every pass. I mean, how about some design cute something to change up the pace? I mean, the fact that they were backed up in their end zone and he, you know, he does a drop back pass where he's at the edge of it. I'm I'm shaking my head like, what is going on here? And yeah, I don't. Cliff Kingsbury always starts off the season hot and he always flames out. He did it in college. He's done it in the NFL so far. I mean, I don't think he should have got the job to begin with uh, because he was a coach that didn't really succeed in college. But that sentiment will only continue to, to echo out more if you see Arizona flame out, struggle like they have, um, you know, this season. But, you know, I. It's, it's unfortunate because Kyler is one of the funnest players to watch in the entire NFL for, for me personally. Yep. Oh, me too. It, it's disappointing, but I, I think the better team, obviously the better team won. Yes. That yes. Game. But if you're Arizona, man, you got to be, if you're a fan of Arizona, I think you're really pissed off with how the season went. I think you got to be really disappointed. I think if you're, I think if you're management, you got to look at some things here now. I, cause, because, that's not a performance that's going to make anyone want to go play there. I know that. And yes, Kyler Murray's exciting. Don't get me wrong. Missing Hopkins is massive. I think that's 
That's that's. But the they song. don't win the game with him. But no, that doesn't change the outcome. I don't think of the game. No. But they just it just it just wasn't meant to be in the sense that they just looked unprepared and it, they looked very unprofessional in that game. And it's not like the Rams did anything out of their out of their world crazy. It's, yeah. It was more on Arizona looking like shit. Like, yeah. you know, no pun intended. They looked like shit. So be interesting to see how they come back next year. But now it's, it's not a good look for anyone in that organization. No, not at all. Um, two teams that got buys last week, the only two teams that got buys, were Tennessee in the AFC and uh, Green Bay in the NFC. Uh, number one seed, Tennessee, will host Cincinnati tomorrow afternoon. Number one seed, Green Bay, will host uh, number seven seed uh, San Francisco tomorrow. I think these are both interesting games. But Ryder, if you have, if you if you get your if you got your little smelling, you know, you get your smelling salts. If you're taking a whiff out there, which number one seed is on upset alert the most this weekend? Tennessee or Green Bay? Both. I I think both. I think. <laughs> I think both have the worry of being upset. I don't think, I don't think if either team, I think if either team lost, you it wouldn't be that surprising of an upset. I really don't think that. No. The way San Francisco's been playing, the way Cincinnati's been playing. But if I had to pick one, I'd say Tennessee for sure. I think Cincinnati's gonna win that football game. I really do. The way they've really? been playing, I do. I think Cincinnati wins that game. I, I really do. I would it be awful for Tennessee? Yes, because they've put a good thing in place. They've built a really strong team, but something about this Cincinnati team, man. I just, I just mm-hmm. think they, if, okay, we're they're either Cincinnati's either going to win or they're going to lose by 24. Yeah. That's where I'm going with it. Like, yeah. I don't think, I don't, if they lose, they're losing by three or four touchdowns. They're not right. losing by three points, but Cincinnati just has that offense. And one thing about Tennessee, man, they've had some stinkers this year. Yes. And like, it's not like they, rolled all year where they've they've had some stinkers yeah so i'm uh, i'm saying that i think the tamp i think the the green bay and san francisco game is gonna be close i do i yeah. think it's gonna be a close grinded out in lambo football game i think 20 to 17 potentially low scoring game but i think that cincinnati is going to come out and try and outscore tennessee i don't know if tennessee can score with them I really don't. If Cincinnati gets up early, I don't think Tennessee can score with Cincinnati. Yeah, I, I agree with you in the fact that they both, I, I'm not confident either number one seed is going to win, uh, which makes this weekend that much more fun. If you, This almost feels like the wild card weekend because it, yeah. last weekend there was so many blowouts and other than the Cowboys game, there really wasn't that much uh, interesting football. But I'll say the Packer, the Packers should be more worried and I just look at the way San Francisco plays. Green Bay has improved a lot at in coverage. You know, when it comes to Eric Stokes and Rasul Douglas and Jair Alexander, they're very good at, at covering wide receivers. Their biggest weakness is stopping the run, and it has been all year. And what does San Francisco do the best that you could argue any team in the NFL? That would be running the football. And Elijah Mitchell, he, he's a sneaky little guy. I mean, Debo Samuel, I mean, the guy is just a, a weapon of mass destruction. I think he's a wide receiver. I think they're calling him a wide back now, which is great. He's got his own position, but they run the football. I mean, what always worries me is you're going to have a play like, you know, our guy, porn, porn star Jimmy, 
he's going to be playing like he did against the Cowboys and just throw a gift your uh, interception to Anthony Brown. Maybe he does that to uh, Russell Douglas. But I think if Green Bay runs the football, Jimmy Garoppolo throws 20 to 22 passes, turnover free football. I, I like their chances of pulling off an upset in Lambeau. Right. And you know what? The one person who should be really afraid of this all going down is the backup quarterback because Jimmy Garoppolo, man, if he, I'm not saying, and you can't like the way he's playing, like, I know he's yeah. not playing, like he still makes a one mistake a game where you're just shaking your head, like, come yeah. on. <laughs> like, but man, like they're going to, they're going to have a tough time getting rid of him now. The way he's playing. Like you can't, you got to keep him around. So man, they're playing good football. And if you're a fancy player, man, Debo Samuel, you might want to look to take him number one overall next year with what right. he's doing. Like, yeah, he's, I, I, to me, it's not even close. He's the most important player on their offense. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. And said, I'm more afraid of for Tennessee, but I think both teams could get upset in Tennessee and green Bay. I, I really do. And if that happens, I would hate, like, I mean, Tampa Bay would be licking their chops to have to host home field if they win or the Rams. Yes. I think either one of those host against San Francisco. Am I right? I think the Rams lost to San Francisco twice in the regular season. I think that right. would. Who would get home field if, if it would be the Rams? It would be, it the, would Rams. be the Rams, right? Yeah, it would be the Rams. I think the Rams match up better against. I think both teams match up better against Green Bay. I don't think either team wants to play San Francisco. No, I totally agree. They would. Yeah, I think the Rams would prefer to play. Yeah, it, yeah, because they would hate going to Lambeau for sure. But at the same time, there's just that team has their number. The 49ers just beat them. You know, Kyle Shanahan knows how to beat the Rams. I and for for Brady and them. Well, if you don't have the football the whole game, it's pretty hard to win. And, I mean, it would be a fun storyline to get uh, Brady against old porn star in the NFC Championship game, the two, the former quarterback duo. That, that would be a lot of fun. For sure. And getting, like you said, playing against teams, you don't like playing against teams that beat you. Like, um, some, some people are like, oh, man, we want another crack at them. I don't like playing teams that beat me because they beat me for a reason. Right, like, right looking like when I was playing junior hockey my last year junior we had a really strong team and there was a team that wasn't as good as us but we couldn't beat them they had our number and they ended up upsetting another team playoffs and we were sitting waiting we were we were waiting to see who we were going to play and the team that we wanted to play got upset to the team that we said man honestly like we do not want to face them because they've had our number all year and what happened they went out and they beat us Right. Because we, they had our number. And like you said, San Francisco has the number of the Rams. So yes. I don't think the Rams want to play them. I think the Rams would rather go to Lambeau. That being said, we're going to see what happens. And this weekend is, like you said, this weekend is way better football than last weekend. Because I yeah. think every team that is there this weekend deserves to be in the playoffs. Where right. you got to remember, we're adding teams. We yeah. added the seventh team. Does that 17 deserve to be there, man? This year, they didn't make the case for it. I'll tell you, they both got waxed. Yeah. So we're going to see some good football this weekend. Agreed. What's, what's the storyline Monday morning if Green Bay loses when it comes to Aaron Rodgers? The storyline if they lose is 
Thank you, Aaron Rodgers, because I don't think he's going to be back again if they lose. He's gone. I think he retires. Really? I, I think he retires. I don't think he – I don't – if they win, I think he goes play somewhere else. If they lose, I think he retires. I don't know why I think, think that. If they win the Super Bowl, he'll go, say, play, play in Denver. But if they I, lose I think, the Super it's Bowl, a, he'll retire. I think it's an awkward – it's a weird way of looking at it. I just I, – I just – I. I don't know. Like, uh, he's such a weird dude. Like, you yeah, can't get a read on the guy. guy. Like, like, one, like, I don't like him. I don't really I know. Like you, him. I know you don't like him. I'm, I know you don't like him. I think that he, I don't think he plays another game in Green Bay, regardless of if they win or lose. I think he's done this year in Green Bay. That's what I yeah. can say. That's yeah. what I'll go with. As a content person, I want him to leave Green Bay because that's great content. And, uh, you know, we could talk about him. Where's he going to go? Like, I, I think uh, if he went to Denver, that'd be interesting. Imagine if he went to Pittsburgh. That would be interesting, too. I mean, him and Tomlin would be fun. Uh, obviously, I think porn star Jimmy, I think he might go to Pittsburgh. But that, uh, I think they'd, they'd certainly push porn star to the side and take, uh, and take Aaron Rodgers if he wanted to go there. Um, what do you think the line is for Green Bay, San Francisco? If you don't know it already, uh, Green Bay's favorite. I know that, and it's, I think uh, I can tell you right now it is. Yeah, it's minus five and a half. Minus five and a half, Green Bay. That means that, that the betters aren't that confident because it's, it'd be seven normally. Normally, normally, you'd see seven, seven. Yeah. Like Tennessee's minus three and a half on on Cincinnati, so that's not a big number. No. Uh, Green Bay, like we said, minus five and a half. Tampa Bay is actually only minus two and a half against the Rams. So that's basically a pick. Every game is a pickle by the look, by the betters. They don't know. You can tell no one's confident in anyone this weekend, which right. is the way it should be showing that there's the league. There's no powerhouse in the league. There's five oh. or six really, really strong teams. And that's what you want. You want different teams, strong teams being there. So are you going to be laying some bets this weekend? Yeah, I haven't looked at it yet. I, I will. I will put something down. I don't know. I, I'm definitely gonna sniff out some some underdogs. I think I'm gonna look at, at Cincinnati. Some, I like Cincinnati. That's a team I might look at. I'm I'm gonna look at potentially some passing yards. I like maybe Burrow passing yards. I might look at that because I think for Cincinnati to win, Joe Mixon didn't have the best of games last week. Yeah, I, I don't think they're going to try and get in a run fest with with Tennessee because I think no. you lose that battle so I think Burrow's going to throw a lot so I might, might look at a Burrow over um if you're a better you could always look at some ties some potential ties this weekend if mm. maybe you can look at a tie in the, the the Buffalo Kansas City game maybe some good odds there um yeah it's going to be like you said good weekend of football this is I think going to be the best weekend of football because you have two games a day like yeah. after this, you got one game, you got, you know, you got three games of football left after today. Right. Uh, so, so I think you're, you're getting, you're getting four great football games this weekend and anything can happen where sometimes you say anything can happen, but I think you really know what's going to happen for the most part this weekend. I, I don't smell, I don't smell a blowout. I, I don't smell a blowout and I wouldn't be surprised if any of the four of these teams, any of these eight teams, any four of them are left. Like, I think it's, it's, right. a, it's an open field. I really do. Yeah. And you look at it, like I would say Cincinnati's most important player on offense is Joe Burrow. You agree? Yes. 
Absolutely, I do. Uh, Tennessee, I don't think it's the quarterback. Do you agree with that? Yes, I, I do. I think it's, I think it's Derrick Henry, right? Yeah, I think it's Derrick Henry, and I think it's it's the I think Tennessee it's it's the team in general, the team concept. Right, their defense, their, their front four. Like, I, if if they can sack Burrow early and often, I think they'll win. You know, Jeffrey Simmons and those guys, DeForest uh, Buckner, like they've had they've had a good season in, in Tennessee. Green Bay, obviously, their most important player is Aaron, but yeah, their defense probably is more important because. If they can stop the run, if they can get San Francisco off the field, then, you know, it's hard to have a shootout when the other team's running the football because you don't have the time to, to make it up. You'll, your drives are so forced. You don't have the time to do it where you make a mistake on offense. If you're Aaron, you're in deep trouble because San Francisco could kill the clock for the next five and a half minutes, which is what they did per drive against the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, hundred percent agree. I mean, if you're, if you're, Green Bay. If you're Green Bay, you want to, I believe you want to try and obviously you want to score early in any game, but I think you want to take the ball. I think you want to put up seven right away and you want to force them to have to throw, go to porn star Jimmy. Let's yeah. be honest. Porn star Jimmy is the worst. Would you say Jimmy would be the worst quarterback left out of all these quarterbacks? Yes, I would. Yeah. I think I, I don't even think it's that close to be honest. No, I, I, I don't either. So I think you want to try and put it in the quarterback's hands. Yeah. Would Tannehill number two for you? Mm, yes. I, I don't think he gets enough credit. Me either. Looking at what's left, I would say yes. I think, I mean, Matt Stafford is better than Tannehill. Mm-hmm. I would say Joe Burrow's better than Tannehill. Yep. I'd say Josh Allen's better than Tannehill. Yeah. I, I would say Brady, Brady's better than Tannehill. Mahomes. And Mahomes is better. So yes, I would say I would say Tannehill will be your next. And that's why I say the, the concept of team is so important for Tennessee. It shows you how many good quarterbacks there are right now, though, Ryder. We just went through that list because Joe Burrow would probably maybe go next. And he is a stud. Like he is I I'd want him over just about anybody because I love his bravado. He's got an arm. He loves smoking he's got it all. He loves he loves a nice cigar on a Saturday night. Yeah, who doesn't? Yep, exactly. <laughs> Nothing to do right now. Can't go smoking cigars right now. You're stuck in the house. So right. no, no, right. no sick inside at seven manzer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't blame you there, but yeah, it's, you know, there's Herbert out there. I mean, it was not even in the playoffs. I mean, there's some really, really good quarter. There's some really great players uh, in this league. It continues to get better, but um. So we head into the weekend. Uh, anything on the on the plate for you when it comes to couching? Anything else you're watching, or anything going on with the uh, with champions you want people to know about? Yeah, um, right now definitely pretty quiet on the champions front. Like I said last time, just kind of prepping for spring, hoping to hear announcements soon from the government. Fingers crossed, we're gonna get kids back in the rink soon. I know parents and kids. I know everyone is missing it. So hopefully we yeah. can get back into back to you know whatever this looks like sometime soon we right. get back on the ice amen um in regards to this weekend like i said kind of makes it nice to watch football and i think there's gonna be some real good college basketball games on i think hockey's starting to heat up those oilers man another tough one last night oh, oh, oh. i would not want to be sitting in dave, dave tippett's chair right now oh my god um, Yikes. Uh, yeah. I, I, I mean, if Dave Tip is looking for a job, I got a couple openings for some spring teams. <laughs> <laughs> I got a, I got a U 13 team that could use a guy. Um, yeah. 
he might be available after tomorrow. Might be available. I might have to reach out, but uh, but honestly, gonna watch some sports, relax, uh, kind of enjoy enjoy what you can, right? Like it's not yeah. a. I'll be honest, it's not the funnest of times right now. Not being able to get out of the house. I'm someone who's kind of go 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 when it comes to weekends. And when you get a weekend off and get to relax, it's kind of nice. Now you kind of feel pressured to do something, but there's not right. nothing to do. And it's going to be really cold out too. So <laughs> even though we live in Canada, man, it's, it's, it's going to be cold out. So I think I'm going to watch some football. I'm going to watch some college basketball, watch a little hockey and golf. Yeah. So there's good golf on the late night. We talked about the other day, some late night golf. I'm going to get into some late night golf this weekend. You going to put any money on anybody? See, you can't, I can't right now because you have to get it before the tournament starts. Oh, I didn't know that. And one yeah. thing I hate is I hate golf matchups because they could go either way. Like you could look at right now on, on bets, you could look at matchups between how someone's going to do in a certain round. To me, that's, I don't want to look at one that's round. A crap I yeah. It's a crap shoot. I like looking at a full tournament and looking at the odds on like, you know, I like looking for some underdogs, 30 to one, 40 to one, 50 to one. I haven't looked at it yet. I haven't really got into golf too much. That's something, like we said, once football gets done, that's something I'll dip into a little more. But question, is Tiger playing the Masters? 100%. I think so too. I think it's a no-brainer. I think he loves that tournament. I think he plays the Masters. I think he plays St. Andrews. Maybe, and, what, here's something for you. Okay, he plays the Masters, place, and he, he retires after playing St. Andrews. See, I heard that. That's going around a little bit. Um, yeah. Well, I don't think if, if he was done, I guess here's the thing. Is he going to go out and shoot plus seven? If he does, then he's probably going to just hang him up. Right. If he goes out and competes, I just can't see him not wanting to compete. Like that's been his life since he was six years old is competition. Yeah. I think, I think he wants to compete now if he was to retire, like no one can judge the guy for doing that. He just Not went through all. a life and death car accident. Like the people are like, Tiger, you can't be done, man. If Tiger wants to walk away, buddy, you walk, walk away. Walk away, enough. you know, moonwalk away. Yeah, you've done enough for the sport. Don't feel like you have to. But I think the competitiveness in that guy, I, I don't see him being done. I really don't. And if, especially if he wins, I think he's going to keep going. Like if he goes out and he's competitive in a tournament, he's going to go until he, he wants to beat Jack Nicholas, man. He really does. Yeah, and he wants to, you know, be alone. He's with tie with Sam Snead. You know, one yeah. tournament win would give him 83. I, I think he wants that to himself as well. So, yeah, I, I think it, yeah, it completely. If he goes to the Masters and he's a chop, that's tough. You know, it's tough if you miss the cut and you're not playing well. I guess we'll have to see how well he does. But, um, you know, I think he'll be there for sure. Question, Doug. The, the tournament yeah. that he just, he just came second in. Would that yeah. count as a tournament win with the Sun? Is that a PGA tournament win or no? I don't think so because there's non-PGA people in it. So I don't – I'm not 100% sure on that, but I don't think so. But maybe no, it will I, be. I didn't think so either because they never talked about it giving him another one. But it is a PGA right. Tour event. Or yeah. Maybe it's a PGA Tour event. I don't know. That's something to look into maybe. but Yeah, because I, I don't know how that would, would work either because it's kind of a – it's, I mean, it's a win, but I mean, it's not, you know, you didn't do it yourself. You know, you know, yet his son played pretty damn well there too. Um, for your rap, I got to ask, I've never asked you this before. Are you a tennis fan? Buddy, I got in, my dad was, uh, my dad actually is a 
junior Fredericton champion growing up at tennis. Uh, really? My dad loved playing tennis. Uh, he doesn't anymore. He hasn't played in, honestly since I was really young. Um, but my dad loved tennis, got me into watching tennis. I, I love the majors, big fan, but I've been watching. That's another thing. Haven't got into the Australian too much yet, but Canadians are doing fairly well. So I'm probably going to yeah. keep my eye on it. Tough one for Hernandez there the other day, losing the first round. Mm-hmm. I, I do enjoy tennis. The Djokovic thing, that's pretty, I don't even want to jump into that. That's all over the place yeah. right now. <laughs> There's a lot of different thoughts on that. I, I am a big tennis fan. I've been to the Rogers Cup when I was a kid in nice. Toronto. When I played spring hockey up there, uh, there's a fourplex right across from where they have the, the Rogers Cup for tennis. So we used to go, I went two years in a row, uh, watched the men one year and the women the next year. I was probably, I want to say 12, 13 years old. It was an amazing experience. I, I would love to go again. And uh, I think Canadian tennis is looking awesome right now. Yeah. Yeah, they are. I mean, uh, Chapo, he's got Zverev uh, and a couple. Of, that should be a fun match. You got, like I said, uh, uh, Aliasim, Layla. Hopefully, Bianca can find her game. She's been kind of hit the hit the skids the past couple of years. But who's your who's your favorite tennis player? Oh, man, I was such a big fur guy um, growing up. I think we've been spoiled in our life. Some of the best tennis players in the world in the yeah. sense of like all time, in the sense of Nadal, Djokovic, Federer, Murray was really good at one point. I think it, if you're if you're a tennis player now and you're like ranked like sixth to 10th, you're kind of pretty pissed because you're missing out on chances to win majors, yes. which maybe 20, 30 years ago, you probably have two or three in your back, in, in, you know, in your trophy case. Right. I, I still like Federer. I don't think Federer wins another major. I really don't. Um, Nadal's just I wasn't a huge Nadal guy when I was younger but he's really grown on me he's just so good at the French Open and like he, he's just such a natural on clay he's such a good athlete I, I I like the Canadians I've seen Chapo I've seen Chapo play I was actually in Halifax when uh Chapo hit the hit the guy in the head with the ball when he was real young I was at that match oh uh, Jesus yeah I was uh I, I was having some fun at that match I was yeah. a younger younger uh Younger guy, I went and watched that. That was awesome. Um, great atmosphere. I loved another tennis match in Atlanta, Canada. I don't know if we'll see one. But I would say my favorite right now is probably – it's a hot take, but I love watching Djokovic play. Not saying yeah. he's my favorite, but I love watching him play. Oh, he's a love great himself. player. He's a great player. There's no doubt about it. And, uh, yeah, you could argue he's the best. But uh, he won't be winning this one. Uh, no, <laughs> he's back in Dubai or wherever the hell he is because, uh, but, um, as always writer, tons of fun to have you on the pod. We'll do it again. Uh, probably closer to Super Bowl time as we, as we get into, as we get into the matchup and everything happening in the NFL, you know, new coaching hires, everything in between, but, uh, take care until then. And we'll talk real soon. Awesome. Thanks for having me on buddy. Stay safe and tell your family to say hi. Everybody, thanks for tuning in. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the football, and uh, we'll talk soon.